In this podcast, I would like to share with you two speeches that were given on day 120 of the genocide in Gaza. These speeches were given in Maganchen, which is a colonial outpost of the British and now become the Commonwealth of Australia. The first speech was given by a Tamil refugee man of 25 years, Sudair, I think it was, and he spoke about the need for solidarity between the Tamils and the Palestinians. And in his country, over 60,000 lives were lost at the hands of a brutal Sri Lankan military and a government that supported the wiping out of the Tamil. The second speech is one given by Nick Chesterfield, a member of the Media Entertainments and Arts Alliance, and he is in a rank-and-file group which is in solidarity with the palace. Nick gave his speech at the ABC studios in South Bank. But let's go now to speech given by Sudet, the Tamil refugee. Manakam, assalamu alaikum. Manakam in my language means hello. Before I begin, I want to encourage you all, you're more than welcome to share this because I also don't want my story to go untold. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sudesh. I come from a Sri Lankan Tamil descent. Today, I stand with you in solidarity. I respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners and the custodians of the land which upon I stand, honoring their presence across past, present and future. I extend special recognition to the children who embody the promise of our future leadership. 11 years ago, I arrived in Australia as a 14-year-old asylum seeker from Sri Lanka because of the experience of the war and the persecution that was present in my home country. Unaware of the nightmarish path my life would take, almost a year in detention center, offshore processing centers, before I could experience freedom. Soon I learned about the impact of colonization. In many countries, including my own, the power shift in Sri Lanka left many Tamil people downtrodden, stripped off basic human rights, dignity, and subjected to torture, kidnap, and persecution. The plight of Palestinians resonates deeply with my own community's experience. Tamils, like Palestinians, have been targeted, attacked, and marginalized. Decades of civil war, claiming over 60,000 lives in Sri Lanka, leaving lasting scars and trauma and injustice. Today, we have over 12,000 asylum seekers in Australia from various parts of the world who came to Australia by boat. Many call Australia home for nearly 15 years on a bridging visa, some with nothing, no work rights, no education, no Medicare. Living in fear, crippling uncertainty, lacking compassion from the Australian government and from our nation's leaders, so-called Anthony Albanese, Andrew Giles, and Karen Andrews. Shame! Shame! The uncertainty that this nation's immigration system has put me through is still ongoing, and its long-lasting adverse impact in my life is prevalent. Now I'm 25 years old. I work in human service. I assist in indigenous communities and in specific supporting disadvantaged youth through restorative justice and youth diversionary programs. I'm privileged to assist the youth within the health and educational sector. Now the perils between the experiences compel me to spread this message of solidarity with you today. My value aligns with the UN Convention on the Rights of a Child. In specific, every child has a right to be alive. Article 6 in the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child States. Children who move from their home country to another country as refugees should get help and protection and have the same rights as the children born in that country. Article 22 states, 
Article 39 states, children have the same rights to get help if they've been hurt, neglected, treated badly or affected by war so they can get back their health and dignity. The list goes on and on and on. But there's a problem here because it's being broken and not upheld by uh, the world. Shame! Both Australia and Israel are countries that have signed this convention and both are countries who have not upheld this obligation. When I first entered in Australia as a 14-year-old child, I was detained offshore. And I was stripped off basic rights to freedom and my identity. Human life is fragile and we must cherish, we must cherish our time on this planet by fostering safe environment for children and families, free from violence and trauma. Rebuilding shattered community is a daunting task, but education on the nature of violence and war is crucial for healing and progress. Human life is more important than politics, religion and power. No child should have to sacrifice their rights to live and live freely in their country of birth because of war that they have every right not to be part of. The Tamil community, alongside with the fields of human service, community services, health and education and all the asylum seekers in Australia, we stand in solidarity with you. In facing oppression and violence in Palestine. Regardless of race or nationality, we are united as humans and committed in supporting one another until resolution is found. When I say save, I'm almost done. This is very important. When I say save, I mean to save the children, save humanity from the ravages of war and genocide and persecution that forces people to seek refuge far from their home countries like me. The systemic injustice and political barriers that drive this crisis must be addressed by the governments of worldwide. In solidarity, my community and I stand with you. When I say save, I want you all to say the children. Save! The next speech was given after a march to the Australian Broadcasting Commission headquarters at Southbank. Stop all the clocks, cut off the phone, prevent the dog from barking with bone, silence the pianos, and with muffled drum, bring out the coffin, let the mourners come. Poem by W.H. Auden. So on Sunday evening, after the rally in Queen's Park, a journalist, Nick Chesterfield gave a thorough analysis of immoral and culpable behaviour at the Australian Broadcast Commission. He detailed the ABC's heinous stenography of Israeli genocide in Gaza. The event was organised by Justice for Palestine, Miak Maganjan, and it took place, as I said, outside the South Bank headquarters of the ABC. The very first journalist, Antoinette Latouf, called out fabricated allegations of anti-Semitic chants 
at a pro-Palestinian rally at the Sydney Opera House 9th of October 2023, Antoinette first ABC journalist be sacked. The fabrication of anti-Semitism was confirmed by the New South Wales police only three days ago. Nick Chesterfield revealed in his speech that Christine Zeitz, the deputy chair of SBS, a public broadcaster, is a Zionist war criminal. Zeitz worked for Northrop Gumman, the maker of Hellfire missile. Reports say Israel used an R9X Hellfire missile on the courtyard of Gaza's biggest hospital, Al-Shifa. Thousands of displaced Palestinians and journalists were seeking refuge. Certainly a war crime. So let's go now to Nick Chestspeed. Um, I stand here again today uh, to stand with Palestine and the Palestinian journalists being systematically murdered again for telling the truth. He still chooses not to abrogate my humanity by still rejecting the corrupt colonised notion of both scientism and to uplift anti-colonial insurgent journalists have decided to make a stance against the heinous genocide stenography here at the ABC that gay keeps a pale style version of journalism in this failed colony of Australia. I want to pay my respect to the elders and warriors of the unceded Jagarat and terrible land on which we stand today, fighting to remind us all that this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Another brother, Ghana Nunga and Kula Nations man, and a grassroots insurgent journalist. Reported on anti colonial land defence, struggles across blackfellow so called Australia, West Papua, and the Middle East for over 20 years. We share the same struggle. We share the same struggle against genocide and for land value. I'm also standing here again as part of the rank and file media, entertainment, and arts alliance members for Palestine. and to ask the questions that create justice. However, that requires heavy decolonisation of journalism and a public broadcaster that actually sticks to the journalism code of ethics and particularly its own charter. Yeah! We no longer have those public broadcasters in this colony. The ABC is an offence against all notions of journalistic in integrity over its coverage of the genocide by Israel. We're calling for the ABC to allow journalists to report without fear and without favour. It's time to dismantle this academy. It's time for an intifada in journalism. Yeah! The ABC is no longer fit for purpose as a public broadcaster if it can't hold abuses of power to account. ABC journalists are here today covering this. After 120 days since Israel began its genocide, Israel has killed over 110 journalists and media workers. It's still at the rate of almost one journo killed every day. War crimes. The Gaza killing field continues to grow. And as of today, at least 27,131 people, including more than 11,500 children, 8,000 women are dead. 
6,287 people were injured, including at least 8,663 children. And 6,327 women injured. With over 8,000 people still missing. You would think with this, many journalists being targeted amidst a genocide, that Australian journalists would remember their ethical duties and at the very least say something, anything, about the murder of our colleagues. Yet we hear nothing but crickets. Our journalist colleagues have been targeted through the provision of intelligence support by Australian forces. What? Stationed in Doha and Florida at US Central Command and at the US spy base at Pine Gap. But where are the stories? Whereas the outrage of the Deputy Board Chair at SPS is a Zionist weapons dealer. <laughs> Working for Northrop Grumman and the unit that makes the targeting system of the Hellfire missile, used by Israel to target our Palestinian journalist colleagues. Again, how is it appropriate that this Zionist mass murderer sits on the board of the media organisation? questions to our politicians about their craving support of Israeli and US actions of genocide, not against not just Palestinian people, but now expanding their latest warmongering into Yemen, Iraq, Syria and eventually Iran. Most of the maniacs in Tel Aviv. The only journalists allowed to ask questions are those who aren't critically parroting the salvation of empire to the march to war again. Journalists who are critical and ask questions at the colony are always deplatformed or persecuted. Case in point, the engineered attack on our colleague Antoinette Latouf for daring to question the infamous AJA doctored video that falsely claimed gas of Jews was chartered in Sydney. The recent leaks of the chat logs for the WhatsApp 600 group showed the level of depravity and the false victimhood the Zionist genocide lobby will go to to organise the silencing of journalistic integrity. There will be rallies held across the colony on March 8 as Latouf's court action against her unfair dismissal takes place. MEAA members for Palestine will be there and we ask you to join us. Letters of the, to the ABC management and the open letter from Australian journalists have called for stricter editorial guidelines and sticking to journalism ethics in coverage of Palestine. Yes, this has galvanised solidarity, but the key effect of, those, of, of this is those of us who have signed these letters have been banned from reporting or decontracted. There have been mass meetings. There has been belated action from the MEAA House Committees to mildly call on ABC management to do better on Palestine. But we have still yet to see mass walkouts or strikes. This must be done. There has been a staff-wide no-confidence motion in, ABC, in the ABC management, which was totally ignored. Laura Tingle is a staff elected board member and as such as a duty to represent the interests of the staff. She refused to do so and expressed full confidence in David Anderson and the entire management. 
This is a perfect example of white colonizer journalism, completely turning their back on colleagues of colour when they get a chance to cozy up to white power structures. Journalists still working at the ABC who have a platform, yet are refusing to act. It's pretty shameful. So it begs the question, those who are choosing to stay are either completely powerless or have they chosen to be complicit in disseminating the propaganda of the war criminals? Shame. Can the ABC ever be reformed? Let's be under no illusions. The ABC has always been a state broadcaster. It is an institution of the colony, designed to uphold the colony. Anyone who questions the mechanisms and violence of the colony is persecuted and made an example of to terrorise every other marginalised background journalist, especially black and Arab journalists. Yeah. This is by the design of the colony. The failure of professional solidarity from journalists in this colony to journalists being killed and persecuted is only outweighed by the failure of professional objectivity in journalism. At least International organisations like RSF are actually out there charging Israel with war crimes at the RCJ. Why are no Australian journalists reporting this? There have been glaring failures of coverage of Israel's disproportionate war crimes in, in Gaza. Too many to list here. But together it is clear that this is voluntary censorship. The reporting of any Palestinian casualty figures is always prefaced by, quote, according to figures from the Hamas-run health ministry. legitimise the suffering of Palestinian people. ABC reflexively inserts this preface even into reports from the West Bank, where the health ministry is not run by Hamas. One of the greatest acts of international solidarity the genocide case brought by South Africa against Israel in The Hague has seen a lack of coverage on ABC that can only be described as censorship. I mean, come on. The non-stop racism by programs like Q&A and 7.30 against Palestinian perspectives is blatant and continues with impunity. The ABC ombudsman, what a joke, found there was no case to answer. Investigating cops. Yeah. Murdoch ABC yeah. hack David Spears framed a cowardly interview with Anthony Albanese regarding the removal of UNRWA funding, breaking the ICJ provisional rulings, turning it into sledging all aid workers as being Hamas. Talking points directly from the IOF. Yeah. As a great black journalist says, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> the entire IPA-run board and grammar school management must go. It's demonstrated that it doesn't have the interests of its staff, the interests of the Australian population in truth-telling, or the adherence even to the ABC Charter. How could it when most of the board members are major recipients of Zionist cultural funding largesse? They're refusing to hold the sickening ALP to account by challenging Australian entanglement in IOF objectives. 
The cabal of Harlan-style journalists that run ABC News and Current Affairs have failed in their core duties as journalists in holding power to account. These genocide stenographers are still repeating the lies of Israel over October 7. Into the bin to challenge Iowa claims. The recent decision of Penny Wong, Penny Wong to suspend Conrad funding hasn't been challenged. With repeated breaches of the journalism code of ethics, these handmaidens of journalism need to be kicked out of our union as well. There is no place in our union for editorial or senior staff or senior journalists who allow harm to our colleagues. Hopefully our current union elections will be able to get more pro-Palestinian voices in positions to affect change. This whole white edifice of inside the tent sucking up to power and polite white ABC needs to go. That we live in, nor the aspirations of a significant proportion of our population. A simple aspiration to not conduct genocide on innocent civilians. The only way to change this edifice of genocide stenography masquerading as journalism is to tear it down. Whether that's through occupations, work, work to rules, or general strike, journalism must be taken back. In this place, genuine insurgent journalism must be built to support a global intifada of truth telling. Thanks, Nick, and solidarity with the journalists who are trying to resist. His silence and his censorship. So let's go out with a song written and sung by Sue Whiten, and it's called Stop All the Clocks. Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone Even the dog From barking with a juicy bone Silence the piano And with muffled drum Bring out the coffin let the mourners come Let aeroplanes circle Moaning overhead Scribbling on the sky The message he is Wear black cotton gloves 
was my north, my south, my east and west, my working week and my Sunday rest, my noon, my midnight, my talk, Oh 